So um, there's no, for the record, there's no Dr. Mike diss track coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the latest thing, mate. The latest thing is like people asking like kind of boxing match. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. I'll Have you seen the guy's arms? <laughs> it's just, it's he's, he's a fit lad, isn't he? He's a fit lad. Yeah. I was born for this. Let's record on this. I'm recording. I'm recording. Yeah, cool. Cool. Professional. <laughs> Always. Goes back to our days. So we actually met, what, four, five years ago? Yeah, I think so. 2014, because I was four stone lighter. And I remember really? Yeah. I haven't noticed though. It must have been a slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a slow burn. You're just exactly the same <laughs> four years ago. Just gonna have a shave today just to make sure I looked as sprightly. Yeah. Uh, how was I back then? Because basically we met doing a. I I didn't know who you were at all. And then... but I love the fact that you say that like at the time I was. No, because someone... do you remember you? Um, yeah. You applied, I think, to be an interviewer. Folk festival, or someone gave me your number. No, well, this is the thing. So I was a musician, like a folk musician. I say that again, it was just a bit of fun. Yeah. And I remember, I think Eddie or Neil saw me um, play somewhere yeah. in Cambridge and basically said, you know, I, I was like, did you enjoy the set? And they were like, I like the chat in between. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, we've got... So we want someone to interview oh, some acts. Okay. And I was like, what about the music stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget your music. Can you just chat to some people about music? <laughs> so that was the break. That was like how yeah. I got the gig. So, you know, maybe the music career wasn't for me. But then I, yeah, got on interviewing acts at the Folk Festival. Yeah. And then you've been doing that for... So I'd done it from 2010 to 2018. So I got to meet some interesting people. Who was the best? Newman Faulkner. Yeah. Like, he's just the coolest dude ever. And so, you'd already met him before on the previous met festival? Met him a few years before, um, and then, yeah, we interviewed him and you done the interview. It's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So, basically, he's doing all this percussive guitar stuff, and also, nicest guy yeah. in rock and roll. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I liked him. He was awesome. And then, but then he was teaching me this percussive guitar of a guitar that, you know, was my guitar that had already be, I'd already dropped, already had a hole in it. It sounded <laughs> terrible. And plus my guitaring, as we realised, because I, you know, they, they said my chat was better than my music, was pretty dodgy. I've never been the best musician, but they, uh, I was, he was sort of trying to teach me these things and we got this video up. Love it, mate. Yeah, and then we had a good weekend. Like it days, was right? so good. But well, actually, we first met. Is this what you were going to say? No, 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 no. Go on, what were you going to say? I was going to say, but at that time, you were studying to be what you are now. That's correct. So you, I think you were coming sometimes from the hospital, maybe, and interviewing. Yeah, so I got in a bit well. of trouble with that gig because I'd, with the folk festival, I don't think it was the first year, it was the second year I did it, yeah. where I'd actually qualified as a doctor and... I'd beforehand, I knew the folk festival was there and I had to get my leave six weeks in advance. Yeah. So I emailed them and I said, oh, I need off this, this, this Saturday and Sunday for the folk festival. Sorry, now I'm lying, I'm lying. I said, I need off the Friday and the Monday because I'm playing, I'm doing this folk festival. Yeah. And they were like, fine, we've sorted it out for you. You're off on the Friday and Monday. I was like, Wait, this is easy being a doctor. People <laughs> say you can't arrange stuff. And guess what they did? They changed it around. No, they put me in for the weekend. Oh, okay. 
So it doesn't make any sense. Like, if someone asked for the Friday and the Monday off, you'd assume... But they, they wanted you for the whole weekend. They assume you'd you'd want the weekend off, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. Staffing didn't. They no. basically put me in for, for that weekend. It makes sense, because as a doctor, obviously, weekends are kind of just normal days often. But it's my first taste of... You ain't in the private sector anymore, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. You do as you tell us. Exactly. So then I, I had this date that I needed to do the folk festival. Already had the Friday and Monday off. And, made, mate, they made me sweat it. Because I was like, for a few weeks before, I was trying to get people to swap. No, mm. no, 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 no. And I think on the Monday, before we were due to start on the Friday, I basically said to the people, I haven't found anyone to swap. Because this sounds really weird, but in the NHS, well... From doctor's point of view, if I want to swap my holiday or if I want someone to cover, does this make sense to you that the doctor has to find someone to swap? Yeah. You you really? Oh no. <laughs> you you finding someone to swap? Yeah. No, yeah. They should. Whoever's you, above you should swap. Yeah. So we. Like, <laughs> when you were so. like that, I thought I felt like a bit of a princess. <laughs> no, you should be finding someone. So basically, when I worked in advertising before. You know, you just say to human resources, like, I need this. And, you know, you try your best to work around. But ultimately, you want a doctor to be seeing the patients, not trying to find another doctor to swap yeah, yeah. stuff with. It's not, it's not a good use of time, is it's it? It's not a good use of time. <laughs> so I was using lots of time. Um, you know, obviously, I yeah. didn't impact my clinical work, but it was a real burning. So I was trying to find people to swap with. Eventually, I did. Um, sorry, eventually, I didn't find anyone. But I emailed them and said, look, guys. What, what can I do? And they said so graciously, they were like, we, we'll hire someone, we'll find a locum to come in and do it, yeah. just to do this. And I was so thankful. And that goes a long way. Yeah, they yeah, could yeah. have just said that at the beginning, said, look, if anything goes, you can't find anyone, we'll get a locum. But I think they felt like, if they put the pressure on me, I'll come good. Yeah. So. But just sitting here thinking about it, mm. when, so we done those, that's when we met, we done mm. those interviews that then went on YouTube, yeah. So effectively, was that your first YouTube career? And this Day is your you. second job at it. Like, you come back out of retirement. This. <laughs> exactly. It was. I was born to do it, baby. Yeah, like, keep getting drawn into the to the big red. <laughs> the bass line yeah. or the play button. You yeah, mean? both. Well, wow, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you're right. Actually, I think when I came round to thinking, I might put something on YouTube. I think a lot of it I felt like it's I felt like it was kind of a purpose that I needed to do so, yeah so how did you get to that point like what was the point when you thought I'm gonna do this you well it was never think? kind of a big plan and it's not turned into the it was never really what it's not turned into what I thought it would do initially yeah I guess no sort of ideas do but it was because I took a different job so I worked two years um my junior doctor years foundation years straight out of uni and they're tough they're a tough couple of years, and not just in terms of um, work hours and work rate, but in terms of what you see. It, you know, and bearing in mind, I did it when I was, what, 31, yeah. 32. You know, some of these people are like 23, 24, and you see some of these stuff, and it's like, wow. And it took a lot out of me. And, uh, you know, as because as, we know each other, we know we, we both do lots of different things. Yeah. I found that I wasn't doing all the stuff that I normally do because my mind was just occupied with... I was sort of in a kind of self-preservation mode. It didn't really get me down or anything. That was just the reality of the job. I was a lot more uh, reflective 
and a lot quieter in terms of the things I did. So I decided to take a job that was a bit more a bit more what I normally like, give me the flexibility to do stuff outside of work. So I took a teaching fellow job, uh, but, and most people do it for a few years, and you essentially work, they're very different around the UK, but you work as a doctor clinically, but then you have some time teaching. And because I was doing that, it was the first time I went back and looked at my textbooks. I hadn't looked at them for two years, which yeah. you might think, what an irresponsible doctor. I didn't <laughs> yeah. do any study for two, for two years. Yeah, exactly. But you learn everything on the job. You've seen it every day, so it becomes second yeah, nature. Yeah. And you learn so much from your seniors and everyone that, you know, the textbooks kind of got you up to a level, but then this takes you into reality. So within that, I was like, well, I'm looking at his textbook again. And I was really like, I've forgotten all these things and all these, I remember, oh, I used to think this great analogy of how to think about this disease. Mm. And I was like, I need to capture this. I need for this next year, which I plan, only plan to do the job for a year. I'm studying again. I'm teaching the medical students. Why can't I put them on YouTube? Yeah. And why can't I create some content out of that? And as much for me to then store the stuff I was learning. So that's where the idea came about. Okay. So am I right in thinking you were going to put stuff on YouTube and then use it within your teaching material or just as a standalone thing on YouTube? Yeah, as a standalone thing because I realised, I looked at, before I kind of actually did my first video, I was like, for a start, I've got a bit more time as a teaching fellow. Yeah. Um, I'm learning the stuff, so I know the content. So it's not something that, um, you know, I'd have to go away and research. And I thought, so in my mind, I thought, just press play. Yeah. Just, yeah. sorry, just press record. Yeah. And then stick it online and I'll yeah. make thousands. Um, so it's, it's quite interesting that you've come from that angle because obviously there's a lot of people that want to start a YouTube channel to be famous or earn money from it, but you've literally come in from an angle of you're going to do something that you knew about, which is first and foremost a good idea. <laughs> um, I've learned that myself in terms <laughs> of different YouTube channels. Yeah. But yeah, so your motivation was essentially completely different to other people in the sense you just wanted to put the information out there did you have a grand idea of like you wanted to inspire people help people or was it just put it up see what happens or I guess just given the nature of the work I thought that stuff would kind of come along with it but what I've learned from because we're quite active on we're both similar in a sense that when we do something we don't just pick it up and go yeah. we probably spend a bit too much time <laughs> yeah yeah. researching what, stuff. I too many YouTube videos about how to do a YouTube <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But you helped me a lot in terms of when I chatted to you early on, you gave me a lot of good guidance and a lot of the f like forums that you're part of, now I'm kind of part of that community. At yeah. first I felt I was a bit of a taker, but now I feel like I'm a bit of a giver because I've kind of gone on a bit of a journey. Yeah. But one of the common themes that I see is people kind of start a channel for two reasons, because they love it, like I love making videos and blah, 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 which you'd never stop someone doing that. And the second thing is someone says, right, I actually want to make money out of it. But the difficulty with those two things is that if you're just doing it for fun, you might never have the discipline and the, you know, the actual real hard business knows to think, am I going to be able to do it week in, week out and actually mm. turn it into something? So someone just making, having fun is unlikely to make a success of it. Yeah. Then the second thing is people that want to just make money and that they don't necessarily then have that creative, that drive, that passion. 
So that's why when you sort of asked before, I was like, you know, you kind of feel like you need to have a purpose. Like you need to feel like there's something that's not being done and I feel like I can do that. And that fits yeah. the both things because then you feel inspired to show everyone what you can do. And it's also that business thing. It's like, do you know what? I should be doing this. I need to do it. And for me, the real thing came when I looked at YouTube. There's loads of medical content on YouTube. Okay. It's either delivered by doctors in that specialty and it's brilliant, it's detailed, but it's not kind of consumer friendly. Because right, they're yeah. doctors, they're not YouTube, they're, they're not presenters, they're not educators, or, or some of them maybe, but it's they don't consistently do videos, or they're a cardiologist you, and they know everything about Do you think the information they provide is more directed towards people within the industry rather than... Definitely, absolutely, or experts in the illness, because very often the patient becomes the expert of a disease yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but they're very detailed, very accurate, often a bit dry, often shot quite like, you know, in their clinic and not that, that regular content. You know, you may have a great cardiologist, everything's on cardiology, but actually you want to know about other things. So that's the one group of video that I was like, mm, that could be a bit more mass market. Then the other group is the, the kind of YouTubers, the proper people that can produce great videos. And they talk about illnesses, like the illnesses they have, or they talk about you know this mental health issue, yeah. or they talk about this, and they're good, but they don't necessarily have the foresight of everything because they've seen it through their eyes. And so I wanted to kind of combine the two. So that's why I talked about the purpose. Like I wanted to, from my background in advertising and our early yeah, interview yeah. days, yeah, yeah. I was like, why not can't we have a channel that talks about you know, medical stuff, someone who knows the medical stuff, but then meets the audience halfway and produces something that you know, is easy, accessible, well-produced, to the point, and ultimately a fun way of looking at things. So do you, do you think you were kind of filling a gap within YouTube in what you were doing? Yeah. Or, or, so I mean this in the sense, did you do a lot of research beforehand? Because some people can do research about what they want to do for a channel, and it completely puts them off because they realise, crap, there's a ton load of people doing exactly what I want to do. Or there's some people that find a gap and they're like, this is what I'm going to do. Or there's some people that are just like, I'm just going to do it, whatever and whatever happens. So That's true. I mean, for me, it was definitely about, I saw, I, I knew I wanted to put the medical content online, but I was both put off by the stuff out there. So there's a great set of videos called Osmosis. So these are like aimed at medical students. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of my notes were written from osmosis when I was at medical school. I was like, I can't just reproduce that type of stuff. That's not yeah. adding value. It's not, although I could put my own spin on it, and osmosis is kind of like whiteboard, kind of Khan Academy type stuff, of which Khan Academy is really good as well. Yeah. But I thought, you know, much more tutorial based, like looking into the camera, maybe some whiteboards, things like that. And I thought that would be a really nice way of doing it. But Osmosis kind of had that, so I was like, well, I can't do that. So that's why I ended up thinking about what I could do, and I arrived at this, you know, medical, fun, entertainment way of putting it across. Yeah. But actually, my early videos were much more about illness, about disease. Well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I was going to say, your first video was very much, I think, was it about MRSA? Or that was one of the yeah. early ones, wasn't it? one of the early popular ones. But I think was, I did the heart attack much, first. What is this? This is what it is. Um, so when you put that first video up, what... What did you expect to happen? What did happen? What was the reaction to it? Like, yeah, so from yourself and from people. Like, did you watch it back and think, oh god? What well, I watched it back now, and it's very dry and it's very preachy. But at the time, I didn't feel that that's how I put it out there. Mm. You know, I 
even though there's some fun analogies, I think in terms of MRSA, I talk about bacteria and I was like, oh, bacteria is like the force from Star Wars. And I was really happy with that. But the way I deliver it, <laughs> it's not like I deliver it now. Because although that, it looked very doctory and very square, yeah. and I've managed to try and get a lot more just myself in front of the camera. Exactly. Yeah. So those early things, when I look back, I, the reason why I changed the, the channel is because, you know, as I said before, we've got this medical content and we've got this fun YouTube thing. And I was kind of still a bit here, still a yeah. bit too dry, still a bit not engaging. And so I needed to try and move it more over here so people would come on board and then we could do the learning through, like meet people more kind of halfway rather than I felt I was a bit too dry in medical. Although I really, one of the biggest successes for me early on, early on was the meningitis video okay, I did yeah. and that was the first time I was like oh this is this could have some potential in terms of just the YouTube thing. So when you say success mm. what, what was that in your mind? I guess it was, was it views yeah it was views and subscribers and I guess comments of people that I didn't know that was kind of I thought that's the ultimate I guess that's the ultimate value because people don't know you They've got a million things they can do with their time yeah. just on YouTube, let alone stuff they could be doing outside of YouTube, but they're choosing to spend that time with you yeah. and they don't know you, which is amazing. It's a really important factor because I think as well with videos, people make their mind up within 10 seconds if they're going to like you or not. Mm. And then so that person has liked you and then gone to the point of spending time to write a comment about it, which I think is an amazing yeah. thing ultimately. Even if it's like a nasty comment. Oh, it's like a comment like, you got this wrong. It's like, okay, well, they've actually at some point stuck around and had some kind of interaction with yeah. that. But yeah. yeah, so that video was picked up by one of the meningitis charities and circulated on Facebook. Although they, they said, oh, can we use your video? And I was like, yes, of course <laughs> you can. But I thought they'd link to it. But they just uh, took the video and put it on there thing so they kind of got the views off their, on their YouTube channel no on their Facebook oh Facebook sorry yeah. so but it didn't matter I didn't have much for Facebook present but I was just flattered and I you know gave permission and everything and they were that was really cool because it had so I, it, I can't remember but it was in the region of like 10 20,000 views in like a few days right. obviously it didn't go on my channel but then I got a little bit of flow through and then you get that early thing about how you can see that success is in that kind of, it's not a viral, mm. is it? But it's success no, yeah. in a sense that it's, you know, I could have done an hour tutorial with the medical students and that influence kind of stops with them in the, the room, but then you see their influence in their careers, but then you put that out and suddenly you see this yeah. explosion, which is really cool. And did they contact you just out of the blue or did you have a dialogue with them beforehand? I think... It might have been out of the blue, but in my early days, I did, whenever I did a video, I had a kind of process by which I'd publish stuff. Right, okay. So I'd find stuff on Twitter that was about that subject. Um, I can't remember if I did it for meningitis, perhaps I did. But I certainly did it for some other ones that I definitely yeah. remember. So when I did one on reflux disease, I, um, all very glamorous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I then, yeah, tweeted out to that and then I found Reddit, I put a comment on Reddit, although I've stopped doing Reddit so much because it invites 
a lot more with that. People that are very aware about spamming stuff. Yeah. And obviously, I'd be cruising into these forums where there are these communities. Really, it's tough, man. Like, and I'd be putting this video. I was like, "Hello, community!" Like knocking on the door. Hi, I've made this great video. Yeah. And a lot of them piss off. Yes. <laughs> Rightly so, because a lot of them are experts on it, and my videos were always very, you know, towards the general public, maybe who... Yeah. The way I saw my videos initially is like, someone goes into a doctor's surgery, they get told they've got reflux disease, but they've only got six minutes with a doctor, and they're whisked out before they know what it is. Mm. So it was much more about that early patient information. The stuff I'd explain in A&E that I'm always doing, like someone thinks a heart attack means your heart stopped, or people, all these misconceptions, I just wanted to capture that, you know, in a kind of nice video. So when I was going out to these places, these, you know, these patients are the experts on these illnesses. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so I was going into these forums like, hey guys, here's the... Here's some info. Here's some great info from people that you've, you know, this is what I've, you know, this is what I know at a very sort of basic level from a junior doctor point of view. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we know that. Why are you, why are you putting that <laughs> yeah. on here? So it, I, I learned very qu- quickly that in Reddit that you need to you do need to understand what the community is often. Mm. And some of the ones were great. Like I'd email them before the moderators beforehand and go, is this all okay. right? And then often the moderators would be like, yeah. And one of them even posted it for me and go, oh, there's this guy, blah, 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 I did this. That's and amazing. then actually suddenly it becomes the opposite and people would be like, that's great information for new people. And it suddenly looks less like you're spamming. Um, yeah. Exactly. Because I, th- I think that's a mistake, not just on YouTube, but what people, if they've got something they want to get out to people, it's literally like, look at this, look at this, look at yeah. this. And it's just everywhere. But you sound as though you're a bit more strategical with it. Like, it's a great idea to email the moderators beforehand because then that's essentially your way in, isn't it? Yeah. If they're pimping you out, essentially, then yeah. it's going to benefit you. And I'd always put in the, the tweet then, the, sorry, the message on Reddit, the that oh, I messaged one of the moderators before, like within that somehow. So they yeah. know that you aren't just a spammer. And I'd, I'd try and be very aware that, you know, sorry, this doesn't appeal to people. And yeah. people were generally all right. But yeah, I did learn the hard way in a ter- in sense that I just put this out. And I think one of the early kind of responses I got was literally get, oh, we, sh- we should flash it up on the screen. But <laughs> yeah. it's something like get your spammy shit out of here or something like this. And it was just like flashed up. Um, just a doctor trying to help people. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. and you know, and from a, from a creator point of view, you're kind of a bit taken back because you're like, I've just spent hours on this. I've thought about it. I've written it. I've put all this stuff together for you just to write some silly little comment. Yeah. But I do think it's fair enough because, and then as soon as I kind of caught on to that in a roundabout way, I realised, yeah, that's fair enough. So you, you do have to be aware of kind of who the audience is. Yeah. But no, it's a great like kind of takeaway that, again, I think some people just think they can set up a channel, put up some videos and people come flocking. But obviously mm. you've had, you know, you went to Reddit, Twitter, you say and doing research and then obviously the meningitis Facebook thing as well. So it's, it all feeds into your video. Like it's not just stick it up and yeah, walk on. Like, exactly. Feel the dreams. <laughs> It is, I would say it is like Field of Dreams, but it's not one big field. It's like lots of little wins. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, then, then the little, yeah. And then that little win before early on. So that little win when I had, you know, say let's, for argument's sake, say it was 10,000 views from the meningitis thing on the Facebook. At the time, that was like mega win. Considering my videos, I get a few hundred views. Yeah. I was just like, woo! Yeah. yeah. But now... 
if I get like 50,000 views on something that, that I would be like, that's the equivalent now because you yeah. kind of level up, don't you? So you're always, those, those yeah. wins are always important. But as you say, they sort of, they sort of accumulate. It's interesting you say about level up the, the book I was telling you about that I was reading, uh, Third Door. There's a bit in it with Pitbull, the rapper. And he says he treats his life like a Mario game. So everything's a level and then you level up and it's the next level and the next level. That's I think it's it. a great analogy of like anything in life. Like. But in a way you can get sort of, there's some danger to that though, because you can kind of end up moving everything up to the next level. And it's good to have progress, but you then don't want to be spending 10 times as much, spending yeah. 10 times as much time. Yeah. I think I'm very aware that in the YouTube I have to focus on, you know, what counts and that is just about people like the simplicity of it. So I shouldn't get, although I have tried to upgrade stuff, like I'm always trying to get the sound better, video better. I've tried to, you know, put it in a space that is more attractive and consistent than the first right. studio. But ultimately you don't want everything to then take 10 times more time. It, it, you have to yeah. remember at the core what... The content. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? It's like... Exactly. Like we sat here now and I see you've got GH4 camera, which is essentially like four years old, maybe, yeah. like in tech. How dare you, mate? This is like, this <laughs> is kind I'm of... I'm as well. <laughs> yeah. no reason to uh, yeah. Yeah, doubt it. But yeah, but some people think, oh, I need the best camera or the, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the best audio. And it's, it's the content at the end of the day, isn't it? It's, Do you think I went too big too quick with the yeah, camera? Yeah, you got well egotistical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean in terms of ego. <laughs> Well, you know what to say about the camera. No, not at all. I think I think it's a fine balance between if you're creating good content, but it's on a shitty crap phone camera. Mm. There's a point where you've got to say to progress. I need to get a better camera. Mm. Um, I don't think it's unfair to say that. Mm. But at the same time, you shouldn't just escalate your equipment because you think it will yeah, help yeah, yeah. get you more views. Because you get a red dragon economy for, for yeah, your exactly. first video. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you see people that will say, well, this YouTuber's got all this and they shoot on a phone. There'll always be exceptions, right? Yeah, yeah. But fundamentally, you need to try and it's, push them. My, my favourite kind of analogy is I obviously follow a lot of videographers on YouTube and whatnot. And they, they always do these videos about it's not the equipment you use. Mm. It's about, <laughs> you know, so they'll say, you know, if you can only afford a phone camera, that's fine. But then you know they're filming on, like, right. the Red Dragon or something. So it's like, it's... It's not putting yourself in debt or a detriment of where you are, but yeah. if you can level up, yeah, definitely. And one of the most important things that people forget about with the gear is the laptop. Yeah. That's what gets me. Everyone talks about, do I need a good camera? Do I need good lights? Do I need good sound? Yeah. The most expensive thing is the computer. Yeah. And yeah, having good edit gear like iMovie, like to have a computer that runs that quick to be yeah, able to yeah, do I'm that sure. type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that I definitely take for granted. Like I had a sort of Mac at uni that's been amazing. And the, the you can tell a good piece of gear because you don't, it's an unsung hero. You never have a problem with it. So I love the GH4, but as we know, yeah, yeah. you kind of have to work around, exactly. But I would still recommend it as a camera, but only because, but, but if someone said a Mac, I'd go, yeah, 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 it's really good. But it's like, hang on a minute. It's amazing yeah, for what yeah. it does. Yeah, it's yeah, so useful. Um, so yeah, going back to your channel. Yeah. So you started off with like the kind of educational series. Yeah. And then you switched to reviewing TV dramas. Yeah, so. so where, where was the switch? <laughs> well, the switch so was. I, I think that's a critical point in your channel. Of course, mate. That's kind of what I do now. Yeah. 
you know and it is it is this kind of spectrum like i said in terms of entertainment and in terms of like content is that i do and sometimes i still get it where i'll do a medical review and i think it's really entertaining i was like you know i do want to put something in there i want people to come for the fun and to look at these great tv shows that i'm kind of backpacking off a bit you know they love these shows and to then see it from this point of view would be something that when i was a med student or before i was a med student i would love to have heard someone mm. introduce that but then i want them to come away feeling that they're actually fulfilled and they've actually learned something about the medicine yeah. although it's not just like a fluff piece on like how good this tv show is i wanted to put the medicine into perspective and talk about some of the things that go through the head you know i talked about those two really tough years you have as a doctor yeah i, I learned so much and saw so much stuff and i was like i need to put that show that side of it somehow and if i just showed that side of it straight up to the camera again it's not mm. and it's not meeting people halfway with what they can connect with so for the context of anyone who's watching that hasn't mm. looked at your channel yet you started off with the informational type videos mm. of kind of direct about certain ailments or diseases or whatever and then you shifted over to so tv i guess medical show reviews and i'd both talk about the accuracy I talk about what I liked about the shows, and then I talk about the medicine on screen, and then share some of my experiences as well. Mm. And from my point of view, to put it in, like when obviously I followed your channel from when you started, and then you better have done, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like one of the first subscribers? Probably, yeah, not. I think I was. Yes, I, I will hang dine on that. <laughs> um, yeah, when I saw that video where you'd gone into, was it House? Yeah, House was the yeah. first one. I, I just thought he's nailed it. Like, oh, nice. That, in the sense, you you found, I don't know if it's a niche or whatever, but it just worked. Because, like, I'm not medical orientated at all, but I loved watching that video and, like, seeing all the different bits about it and the accuracy of what happens in the show. And I just thought, yeah, if he runs with that, he's, he's golden. And yeah. It kind of proved so, didn't it, really? Definitely. Um, I mean, it's much to the testament of those shows, isn't it? People, people still watch these shows like House because they're so good. Yeah. Um, so I'm under no illusion that it isn't because I sort of came hey, with it. But, but I think like we spoke earlier off camera about leverage. That's mm. all you're doing is you're leveraging mm. something that's popular in the same way someone, a YouTuber would leverage a trend that's happening. Mm. I don't know, spinner things or whatever. Yeah. Um, but also I've got to remember that these shows, they kind of don't own medicine or the human body. Like no one kind of owns that yeah. and in a way they're they're also backpacking off this amazing kind of thing of like healthcare systems and what what medical professionals do for people yeah. so they come come in at that and then it's sort of in a way i'm like well i'd have a bit i'll have a bit back then <laughs> yeah, um yeah and the show the first videos though when i look back they're very youtubey like okay. in the edits i tried to make them like I, so the first one's like quite i've watched the show and I tried to do a reaction, but I needed it a bit more, I needed it a bit more scripted. So I actually put in some kind of jokes and things that I was like, oh, that'd be funny to do. So I kind of like put it in and then kind of acted a bit in it. Yeah. Uh, and the actual result is quite, um, it's very YouTube-y. Like I put explosions and stuff. <laughs> when someone insults someone. Oh, oh mate. I'm going to have to look. There's like a bit where I think, house insults cuddy so the the director of medicine and i'm like whoa and then yeah, i put like lazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i kind of moved away from that because again it's this kind of entertainment and this kind of medical stuff and that was a bit too here 
Yeah. So and people react. Yes, and people definitely. I could pick that up on from what the audience was saying as well, mm. and not just in terms of the dislikes, but in terms of the comments and. Yeah, it's finding that thing that works, and I think it's also about yeah finding how you put stuff on camera. So I was like much more comfortable with being a bit more chatty about it rather than big editing effects. Yeah, and obviously you put that up. Did you do any background work behind that, or did you, in the sense like you did with the other videos of Twitter and that, or did you tag it appropriately? So obviously using house as a tag and whatnot. Mm. Um, because I, I was, I can't remember exactly at the time, but how many kind of views it got? A lot of views, didn't it? Yeah, but it was a I slow burn. I remember logging on thinking, "Wow, hello!" <laughs> yeah, ching ching ching. It, it got a lot, but not straight away. I think it took about four to six weeks. Oh, okay. Before it was over about a few thousand. Yeah. Uh, but it was certainly more than. The but compared channel. to your other videos. Oh, mate! Yeah. Within like twenty-four hours, it had more. I think it had a thousand. I, I don't know exactly, but they're the kind of rough numbers. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, wow, this is really good. And then obviously the shares were loads. And then I put it on the actual house so forum where on Reddit. So people sharing it on Facebook and things like that? Or? Yeah, it, I think it was on Facebook and Twitter. But a lot of the times you see on sharing, you see to clipboard. Or I think people uh, okay. should like send it to their mates, like text yeah, them. Yeah, what's happened. Yeah. yeah. Or they were sharing it, copying it and putting it in a different browser or whatever. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so a lot of them you couldn't see, but it was certainly showed that it was people enjoyed that type yeah. of content, no matter how crazy the edits were. <laughs> um, but I did some basic research because I didn't want to just do something that someone had already done. I was like, it's a pretty obvious idea, so let's see what's out there. But there was no nothing that really, you know, used it as a vehicle to talk about medicine. So there's people that used it for like a pure kind of reaction, like a Dr. Ken thing or... Um, kind of made it you know people looking at house from a non-medical point of view but I was like as a vehicle to push you know an educational thing yeah and to just learn more about the life of a doctor because there were lots of doctors doing vlogs and stuff very popular I was like yeah but people can't necessarily fit into that mindset so why don't we yeah. meet them halfway why don't we meet them where people interact with medicine within like their tv show I think as well as a tv show it kind of it opens up almost because, for example, a lot of non-medical people would watch House. Mm. And they've probably seen the episode that you review. Mm. And it's probably nice for them to watch back and go, shit, I didn't know that. Like, that's not done like that or whatever. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, people really responded to it. And you're right. It kind of appealed. Because I think what you asked me early on, like, who are my videos aimed at? Like, I didn't want them. I wanted it to be general public. Yeah. Uh, early years medical student, general public. That was my... It's almost like a contradiction because you're, you've gone into a niche, which mm. is medicine. But at the same time, in switching to doing TV reviews, which the general mm. public work, you've kind of gone in and back out again and, said, and brought people in. So There's always going to be a fascination with medicine, the human body and the work of medical professionals it's what got me into medicine was like what is this job what is it all about people like to travel the world and find all these places but you're carrying this instrument around with you this human body yeah do you want do you want to know about it yeah and medical shows has that fascination because it's got that puzzle aspect and they so well they're ultimately telling stories about you but not you as in a lot of dramas do as in like your psyche or how you react to that it has all that but it's also telling you about you your chemicals yeah. your human body how how things work 
so there's always going to be an appetite for that. So if you can find a way of, you know, highlighting a spot like that in your own way, there's, there's always Absolutely. going to be shows, whether it be drama, whether it be people going into the medical profession, whether it be people watching stuff on YouTube. Yeah. So when you obviously had that video and it kind of popped, essentially, mm. you've got to think about building momentum from that. So mm. did you think, crap, I need to do more of these videos or did you think I'm just going to chill and see what happens? Did, did it almost put you in like, not a panic mode, but like, oh, this is taking off a bit. I need to kind of continue, continue it. Um, you're right, but that came much later, I think, because it, it had taken off, but nothing kind of crazy. And also, in a weird way, the first comments I got was not like, I want more of these or whatever. Okay. I, I, I could just see the response, but it was only when I'd done a couple of them, like the Good Doctor one really took off. We, I suppose you hit that because it was a new show, wasn't it, as well? So a lot of people would have been searching for trailers and stuff Exactly. Like that. So that was, yeah, that hit the thing, exactly what you're saying. In terms of YouTube, you've got to think, there's two kind of ways of content, isn't there? There's like the evergreen that's always going to be out there. So yeah. arguably the stuff I did on illness yeah. is kind of, it's not going to really change. I mean, it will change as stuff progresses, but really in the big scheme, it's not going to change in, you know, year on year. Whereas the stuff, the trending topics are stuff that's going to be super hot and then kind yeah. of disappear. Medical shows like House and Scrubs, They've stood and Grey's Anatomy. They've stood the test of time, so they're they're kind of in between the two. And when they come, when there's a new season, of which those shows sadly there isn't anymore, but there'd always be kind of seasonal flow. But ultimately, there's a consistent evergreen stuff there. But then I was thinking, well, actually, people are watching this at the moment. So what a great way to look at this new thing. And a lot of stuff wrong with House is the fact that it is quite dated. Not because it is old, right? So yeah. a lot of the drama and a lot of the medicine is kind of slightly not quite what you'd expect would be produced nowadays. Mm. So The Good Doctor was brilliant. This new show came along, like high budget American serial, and you know, just, you know, from like Homeland and Breaking Bad, all yeah. these type of things, the Americans know how to do these big dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, so it came along just at the right time, and I was like, had a look at it, it was a great show, like really well done, and lots of stuff to talk about medicine on there. Mm. And then, so obviously you've done more of these, you've done Scrubs, House, Good Doctor. That's it, all the big um, ones. And you were kind of building momentum through this and mm. your subs were going up. Mm -hmm. Were they, was it a point like that they were rising dramatically or was it kind of steady growth? Yeah, pretty steady, but I think off the back of the Good Doctor was where like it kind of jumped. Yeah, okay. exactly. And every time I did a video, there'd be a kind of new, uh, a new spike. Did you com again? We spoke about mm. this earlier. Did you comprehend like when you see them numbers of even if it's five thousand subscribers? Mm. Can you comprehend that that's five thousand people that have subscribed to your channel? Does no. That, it's, is the, it a number? Is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. Sadly, it is. Sadly, it is because I think as humans, we're not used to seeing those kind of numbers. Mm. Like we, we are used to being at school and at work. Yeah. where there's a few hundred Small. people around and we kind of know everyone and see everyone. And when and I think that's why the comments can hit harder on YouTube because you expect people to say stuff to your face. You don't expect suddenly thousands of people saying you've got this wrong or, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like you're used to, yeah, and you're used to being, you know, having these small pockets of communities and living your life like that. I mean, we're designed to live like that. Yeah. So then suddenly you're in this YouTube numbers where, you know, you have, you know, 5,000, 10,000 subscribers or people watch your videos over a certain amount of time. You can't really think about that. But 
it's just too it's too mad but you obviously appreciate it because it is so mad so i don't really i can't really comprehend but what i find funny is that even now you you're different things to different people right yeah um you know because you're a dad you're sort of a husband at work you're these this uh, you have lots of different facets to your who you are and i always kind of thought for me you know in terms of obviously i have a profession i was like I am a kind of musician. That's what I creatively I do. That's what I enjoy doing. That's always put me in good stead. Mm. It's led to everything. It's led to when I first met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's led to ultimately advertising because I like programming, but the music gave me that creative aspect. So I was always like, you know, that's Ed. Oh, he's the musical guy. He's done some tours. He's had done some albums. Yeah. Um, you know, my first album, I think we th sold a thousand copies. And I was like, wow, we, you know, we toured, we sold a thousand copies. And I was like, how, and I, but I basically met every single thousand, like every, yeah, yeah, yeah. every person I physically sold them this thing. So when we're in Brighton, we sold, you know, a couple hundred copies of our album. I was like wicked. And when we were at the folk festival and I sold a couple hundred copies, I was like, I can see these people. These are numbers. These are a yeah. thousand people. And I, my mind was blown. And then obviously a couple of weeks ago, hitting 50,000 subs, it doesn't feel like, I don't feel like a YouTuber. I don't feel yeah. like these are numbers. But then I think about it, it's way more successful than my five-year yeah, music yeah. career. It's like I said to you, isn't it? <laughs> if we put you in the middle of the pitch at Old Trafford and filled it up, that's, that's how many subscribers you've essentially got. And when you think of it, let's do it, mate. Let's do it. <laughs> No, it's crazy. Um, mm. It's the power of the internet in general, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's the power of the internet. So, obviously, you're doing these videos, you're riding a wave of new subs, views, mm. lots of comments. This is amazing. I think you mm. got a few marriage proposals. Did I? Yeah, there's definitely a marriage proposal. Oh, can you pull, pull <laughs> yeah. those comments out for me? Um, and then someone came along. Oh, right. <laughs> called Dr. Mike. <laughs> the Dr. Mike debacle. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it or not? Yeah, or well, to... I'm happy to talk about it, but I don't really want to talk about any of the... Because I put a video out the there. politics involved. Yeah, yeah. because... It's just... just more of your reaction to it in the sense... Of how I dealt with it. In in the sense, like, obviously, you've, you've developed this kind of channel, essentially, and then what happens in life, anyway, is someone's come along, maybe thought, that was a good idea, I'm going to do this. Well, same. it's a great idea, isn't yeah. it? But, yeah. Um, and, obviously, he's got quite a big channel mm. and for me looking at it is obviously you've got big numbers on those videos but then with the power of his channel he's getting massive numbers mm. on those videos so if that was me I'd kind of look at it and think damn it like you know well my um, videos were getting bigger numbers than his videos before okay. that but anyway in I, general or yeah those, those specific videos no just my reviews okay um but anyway what I think I've was quite happy to, I think we, we talked about earlier off camera, when we talked about being apathetic about things. We were talking about politics and yeah, things yeah. like that. And I said that you kind of have to pick your battles. And I kind of felt like this was kind of put at my door as an issue. Um, it wouldn't be something that I'd necessarily go out of my way to argue about. Yeah. It wasn't, as I said in the video, it wasn't like a big deal. Like it was just something that was happening. Just happened, yeah. Yeah, and it was, I was getting drawn into it because I had lots of people on the channel saying, oh, you're copying this person, you're copying this person. And it's just like, and I still get it. Literally, every still other day, day, every other day, I get people saying, you're ripping off Dr. Mike and all this stuff. And it's like, fine, I could have just left it. But I was like, 
you know, I tried to turn it into kind of a positive and reach out to him. Um, but also, so when this, this all came about, I wanted to deal with it with a video. That's it done. Because yeah. I tried to sort it out privately, tried to do all that stuff. So I thought, let's just do the video and move on. So that's why I don't want to get into sort of the nitty gritty no, or yeah. whether I f what thinks right or wrong, because I, I do want to stick with that principle and not for people to think, oh, he's dragging it up again. Well, he keeps dragging it up. But when it comes on my channel, like people comment, I do just say, just please read this video. Yeah, no, I, from my point of view, for this video is more about if you're going to have a channel, it's mm. quite likely that something similar is going yeah. to happen so to, to their channel or whatever. So it's how you deal with it rather than getting pissy and going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I thought you dealt with it really well. Well, a lot of people think I did get pissy. So what I would say is if you get any kind of problems with YouTube, first of all, like be straight up, be honest. Like even if you feel like you've done something wrong, just kind of be, you know, this is what's happened. This is how I'm trying to sort it out. This is how I'm trying to deal with it. Mm. So that's, I think, one thing that people like in general kind of res respected that I was like, this is kind of what's up. You know, and I wanted to do it in a video. A lot of people were like, why did you make a big video about it? It's like, well, because that is my thing. And I was YouTube actually... YouTube drama. <laughs> but I wrote about it on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah. I was trying to deal with it on that. And people were kind of all mm. about it. But as soon as you make a video, it's like a big drama. Yeah. But I would say, just deal with it in one hit. Like, I haven't really kind of revisited it. I know we re revisit it now. I just want to talk about the practical application about dealing with, yeah. like, a problem with the channel or maybe a problem that happens to you. So I'd be, like, honest, honest, straight up. I do wish I'd thought about what people might come at me with in the video because I then could have responded to that with the video. And that, yeah. that kind of puts you in a bad position because I said, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. This is the end of the matter. And then people throw stuff at you and you're like, yeah, but obviously I mean this. Because a lot tough. of people, because a lot of people like, um, you don't have copyright on it. I never mention copyright. I'm yeah. not saying it's a copyright issue because people are like, um, feel like I'm trying to get kind of money out of it. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. It's just to say what I kind of came into YouTube was thinking that it is this community but you have to realize that also it's kind of a bit like the Wild West. There's not a lot of exactly. kind of rules out there. Um, and so I would say if you're going to come up with a problem, just come into it and say things are at face value and say how you um, feel about stuff. And then I just deal with it in one hit and then mm. you can just move on, which has actually been really good because I think a lot, I've had a lot of people subscribe to me because of a lot of support and then equally a lot of people that unsubscribe. But then you're like, fair enough. Like if you don't yeah. like how I deal with those kind of things or you don't like how I've gone about that, then this channel isn't for you because this is about how I do, this channel is as much about TV shows, but it's about how my reactions to those I do in real life. Yeah. So if you don't want to know how I deal with these problems, you know, in medicine, as I'm dealing with on YouTube, then you're not going to be interested in the channel in general. So, yeah. so off you go. I think that's key thing what you said about people unsubscribing is, we, again, we spoke about earlier, it's really you can only worry about things that are in your control. Mm. And if people are unsubscribing, that's out of your control. Um, but equally, you had people subscribe to your channel. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard to get in that mindset, but I think you need to to not get personal about things. Of course. Or well, it's an automatic kind of sorting mechanism. I mean, yeah. you, in a bad way, you develop a kind of echo chamber where everyone loves your content. So you may have a channel that and doesn't reflect the public view, but they happen to have 50,000 people that really strongly believe in this thing. Yeah. So their videos are gonna be really popular every time. 
you know, so you can have that. So you may sometimes lose a bit of balance on it, but then ultimately, you know, you have people outside of that that should be keeping you in check. But for me, it was not not an issue that I was sort of losing subscribers. No one kind of wants that, but those people are after a certain type of thing. You are so much part of that. And if they don't like how you deal with stuff, then, the, the, you know, you don't necessarily want them on board to then continue this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of yeah. like disagreeing with you kind of thing. So perfect. You just get the people that like the way you do stuff and they're the ones you move forward with. Yeah. So um, there's no, for the record, there's no Dr. Mike diss track coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the latest thing, mate. The latest thing is like people asking like kind of boxing match. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. I'll Have you seen right the on. guy's arms? <laughs> it's just... He's, it's, it's he's not, a fit lad, isn't he? He's a fit lad. Yeah. He's a fit lad. Um, he's obviously a kind of a nice chapman, but we, it is a bit yeah. disappointing because I never meant to kind of upset him with no, the yeah, kind of response and stuff. Is, um, so, you know, I, I have no plans <laughs> for the diss track or the subsequent yeah. boxing um, match. I think... One thing I want to talk about quickly is as well, around that time, mm. I'm pretty, you were obviously, again, gaining momentum with your channel, lots of subs and that, and then the Adpocalypse came in. Right. And I think it kind of pulled everything back a bit, didn't it? And you had to apply for monetization, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah, so that happened. And it took a long while to get. Um, and obviously, when all that happened, there was a lot of people freaking out, like, I'm mm. losing my 26 cents a month <laughs> payment yeah. and stuff. But how did you kind of react So I think? Because you applied for a monetization, it took a few months mm. to get that to get that approval, didn't it? I was mm. gonna say. We obviously with the money side thing, is it something that you you're bothered by, or do you know what I mean? Like, was it, it just a non-issue for you? Or? What was funny was that literally to the day the changes came in, I hit the original monetization <laughs> thing so i hit the it was literally to the day so i i hit the monetization then it went but they were telling you a couple of weeks before yeah that on this day it's going to stop i think it's february sometime wasn't yeah. it and i was coming up to that date and i was like that was a little milestone for me i was like can i try and hit that milestone as you know before it and i hit it didn't have a chance to apply to it and then it moved up to yeah. this other milestone but weirdly enough before the end of the month, I then hit the other milestone. Yeah. It literally happened. My growth went crazy that month where I went from a thousand subs to 10,000, which was the new thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah, so, and the monetization thing, because I'd never had it, it wasn't really a problem. It's, it wasn't on your radar. No, and I didn't know, I used to go, and I think it's part of the policy that you're not allowed to talk about your earnings, is that right, or something yeah. like that? A lot of people don't, a lot so of I presume them. so. That's, that's <laughs> There's a lot of policy stuff yeah. that gets disregarded. But I went on like Social Blade and I was like, oh, how much could I be earning? Yeah. And it's, the number's ridiculous. It's like you put in for the views I was getting, it's like you could be earning anywhere between £1 a month to yeah, £1,000 a month. And I was like, well, how does that mean? Yeah. Um, but it was less of the fact that I had some serious tech to recuperate the costs. You know how expensive these yeah. GA4s are. Rather than as a kind of, it's never going to be um, a, a sort of a part of a kind of income for me because yeah. you know I'm a doctor. That's my job, and 
I couldn't do the YouTube without it. What would I talk about today? I sat at home, watch, let's watch some yeah. TV shows where I sat at home. Um, so, but, so yeah, the, the, the monetization thing, I saw a lot of hysteria around people. And I think a lot of people were, it was more of a personal jab they yeah. felt because yeah. they'd worked hard to get that money. It's hard to get a thousand subscribers um, and they'd worked a long time in it and they'd been monetized for maybe a few months or a few years. And then it felt like the little bit you've got, no, you're not allowed yeah. that. So they, were, they felt like they were getting like, you know, they'd worked hard for the, the small thing they've got, but then it was taken away. But I understand also why YouTube did it because 100%. they don't necessarily want to be um, spending all that extra support on the channels that, let's face it, it's not going to make a huge difference no. to them financially. This is the biggest thing that kind of not baffled me, but is there were a lot of people up in arms that mm. were earning like 26 mm. cents a month. And yeah. Like it's getting taken away from you. And I think that's an important point is like, if you're doing a channel for money, mm. then like you said earlier, it's all intense purpose potentially going to fail because that's your motivational factor. Mm. But if you're doing it to educate people, help people, da, 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 the money will always follow, like, mm. if you do well enough. Um, so it's good from your point of view that, like, it's not even on your radar, essentially. Yeah, I mean, um, so that point when I, when I started getting some money, but I did kind of look back and think, well, how much have I not earned because mm. of, you know, before I was monetized? And it was kind of a, a little chunk of change really um but then you know these people when the people are complaining about it yeah you're right it's almost like they can't be doing it for the money because it was so little yeah so therefore like you say it's personal it, yeah personal it's personal job, yeah. and you know they should be d doing the youtube because they like it or uh, as i say it should be you should be doing youtube because you feel like there's a purpose that you mm. should be doing it so now now you've got to a point where you've got fifty thousand subscribers which mm. I know a few people I follow mm. are full-time YouTubers off that mm. amount of subs. Are they really? Yeah. 100%. How are they doing that? Uh, speaking gigs, branding, stuff like that. Oh, I need some branding. <laughs> yeah. You're um, going to watch the next video. I'll be there, like, all the sports gear, but, like, all this stuff. Yeah. Like, we'll have, like, we'll have mugs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all these sort of health drink mugs, yeah. sponsorship everywhere. But, and then I'll be... But you said something in the last two minutes that I'd never even considered mm. is you have your medical career and mm. that actually feeds into your YouTube channel of what content you can make mm. because of your career. So will they always run in tandem or? Well, it has to be, everything has to be the medical career first, patient first, um, whether that patient be someone I'm communicating with, like obviously not patient, but the general public, but everything has to, it can't take away from the medical career. So I have had kind of offers of stuff um, through YouTube yeah so people wanting me to look at products or people wanting to what else have I had if I ever see you on an advert for a penis enlarger or anything <laughs> I know you've sold out <laughs> medically proven <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good to hope. exactly well weirdly enough on a just a bit of a side note I um, have you ever googled yourself um, I did a long time ago, yeah. Why, why only a long time ago? Because um, I was worried. When you start with the internet, we're of an age where the internet was very new. Yeah. And you tell a lot of lies, I think, to impress girls online. What? Um, and then you had someone there? And I just wanted to see if anything had filtered through to Google. <laughs> Luckily, it's fine. Oh, but, okay. um, nothing, nothing like really bad, but, you know, um, I'm trying to think of something like you would say 
you do something that you don't actually do or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a professional football player. For, Fine. You know. We've all done that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> embellish, embellish the truth. Well, so for a while, when I was the sort of musician thing, I was battling on Google with um, a couple of charities to be the most famous Ed Hope in the world. Okay. So weirdly enough, there's two charities, one called Eating Disorder Hope. Yeah. Ed Hope, sure, and also erectile dysfunction hope. <laughs> Raise it. So, yeah. If you if they need and, a front and, man, <laughs> and, and to clarify, I, I've spoken to you about this before. Is also your channel's called Doctor Hope Sick Notes. Yes, but your genuine name is Ed Hope. Isn't that's it? correct. Like, yeah, I just think that's I do get people say is that my real name, but when I was a musician, I had people think that was my stage name as well. Oh, really? So I'm very yeah. thankful. Because there are a bunch of doctor names that I've heard floating around, like genuine doctor names. I heard there was a, um, a doctor called Dr. Coffin. Amazing. Well, imagine that. Imagine a patient coming in and go, you know, they say, oh, I'm feeling really unwell. Well, later on, you might have a visit from Dr. Coffin. Coffin yeah. Dr. Coffin might come see you. And they're like, <laughs> and they go, no, it's but just our excellent in. consultant that's yeah, going to come along yeah. later. So no, Dr. Hope has always put me in good sure. stead. You know, obviously, apart from when I make a mistake and everyone's like, Dr. No Hope, but, you know. But do you think there'll be any things that could tempt you away from your career? What, be a full-time YouTube, YouTuber? Yeah. I don't think it would work. I mean, you, it would... Are you kind of committed on the route of med medicine? And... You have to be, given I'm not really a YouTuber, but the... the I understand why people get tempted to that because in a way the lifestyle kind of of that kind of media stuff mm. but you know I worked in advertising before the reason why I left it was not because I didn't enjoy it it was because I didn't find it fulfilling you know maybe because I'm doing a channel that I find actually quite rewarding that maybe that that's something that can be part of it but yeah. my job at the moment as we talked about before being creative people like I love the variety, I need the variety. So I, I just absolutely love, actually I kind of, although I'm, you know, work as a doctor, it's the kind of teaching I do at the moment. And then obviously I have the YouTube, but it's the teaching at the moment that is my big sort of passion. Mm. Having these young medical students, like amazing people, like people that I'd look up to as medical students when I was, before I became a doctor, you know, people that showed you around the med yeah. school. And they're, and people that would be far sort of better kind of doctors and, you know, in terms of they'll become consultants and stuff. And I don't have a huge ambition to do that. I think that would be to work with them and just to bring them on their next step and be part of that. That is so rewarding. That's definitely what I want to focus on. Medicine as a career is a tough thing. The people that do it, you know, full time in training, which I'm not doing at the moment. Yeah. Hats off to them. They mm. take a lot of sacrifice. Um, but it's something that, I don't think I have it in me in terms of always want to do other things, yeah. but I, want, I always want to maintain a clinical aspect. So I want to be a, a, a doctor as, as much as I feel like I can do. But then once I start getting a bit of burnout, once it's getting on top of me, I want to step away, do the education. And then once I've, in a way, I do sometimes feel when you're educating, you feel, oh, I want to get back into it and actually start doing stuff. Then I'm back in A&E doing the work. So. For me, it will always be that, and I'll never become a consultant with that route. So it's always going to be something that will will fit into what I'm doing. But in terms of what where the balance is with clinical work and where the sort of more education aspect is, I'm not sure. 
Um, but the thing is, the YouTube will change. I'm sure it will. Yeah. In terms of what I started out, it's already changed. And even... Um, so you think it will evolve? Yeah. With your channel? Definitely. I think it will... Yeah, I mean, it will. the whole platform's going to change, yeah, isn't yeah. it? But I think now I'm at a point where it's more of an evolution. Um, I've had a kind of the revolution thing early on, and then maybe the medical TV thing was another big step. But yeah, I think it's just going to be little changes now, um, and then it's going to be, it has to fit in with my clinical work. I do want to try and find ways to pull out more stuff, more kind of, another kind of series that that works like yeah. the series I have is like that reaction series but I'd love to find another series or another couple series like I did the looking at Google stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think that might work as well obviously exactly yeah. which has been done a lot but I thought from a doctor's point of view it might be quite nice so I'd like to find another series and maybe one that shows a bit more of the clinical side yeah. of it cool but just... to answer the question in about the sort of longest way possible <laughs> I have to maintain you know, that's, I kind of feel like I need to always be doing clinical work. If anything, just to kind of justify what you're doing. Otherwise, yeah. you're, you know, if you haven't been a doctor for a year, it doesn't look good to them. It's authority, start. isn't it? It's like yeah. an authority in the channel. Like, exactly, exactly. It's the business coaches that have never run a business in their <laughs> life. Like, exactly you know. right. I mean, the whole kind of thing wouldn't really work. And I don't think yeah. people would buy into that. Also, yeah, that's another big thing. If people supported that, say, for example, they're like, a few people have said, why don't you set up a Patreon? And I think, oh, that's a good idea. But I was like, no, no, it doesn't fit the ethos. The last thing they want is to start funding me on Patreon that then I do less work in A&E or yeah. less work teaching. Then the reason why they, I kind of like what I do is because I do it. And they don't want them to say, oh, we're going to fund him, we're going to give him this. He doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. We've basically just taken someone out from medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing I'm conscious of. Everything where, in terms of making money, like I never want to do sort of obvious sponsors, things like that. You know, I'm paid for, I'm paid by the NHS. I'm happy to work like that. Um, and it's almost a part of the kind of service I feel like I do. Yeah. Um, I don't need more money from other things. So I think that's, that's evident in your, in your channel though, is like, it's, it's kind of a common theme. Some people are motivated by the money aspect, but mm. because you that's you're not worrying about that, you can kind of do it as a passion project mm. and put your effort into it. And like, do you say that it, the fact it's obvious because I don't upload upload regularly? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not like scratching for monetization money. Yeah. No, but uh, from from my personal thing is like working in videography with mm. clients. There was a time when I didn't have a lot of money and I was scrounging for mm. jobs all the time within the video industry and my wife said something to me once I took on a job for a lot lower price than I would normally because I needed the money and she said something to me and it's always something she said you would have never taken that job if money wasn't an issue and I think that's the same with like the YouTube channel and that is like if you I think your mindset would be very different if you were looking mm. to make money from it um, whereas mm. your as running theme for this your mindset is to educate and help people but do it in a kind of way that people can relate to. Mm. Um, I think that's really good. I, th I kind of feel like money, it, it's definitely got to be a consideration, but it can't be the first thing. You've got to sort of follow some kind of, you've got to take a punt as well. People yeah. know very easily if you're there kind of pushing stuff. It doesn't really fit what you're doing. Like, yeah. Authenticity. Yeah, Authentic. and it looks like you're kind of a bit of a shill, a bit of an actor. This mm. is why I'm doing it. But f for me, it, for me, it's easy 
because it fits. The channel is basically about pretty much my job. So I have to have the job to have yeah, the channel. Yeah. And because the job pays me, it's easy. Why would I then need to try and make everything out of uh, mm. uh, YouTube? And also, I think it takes a lot of pressure that people, full-time YouTubers have yeah. in terms yeah. of having to make that next you know, next great video or, or pushing the channel, having that continuous growth that they need. Sure. So obviously we've got to the point where you are now. Mm. So I want to kind of bring it full circle and is, I know it's a really hard question, mm. but if you could give one piece of advice to mm. anyone starting a channel tomorrow, what would it wow. be? Wow. It's a hard question. Like, for example, you mentioned before about um, using Twitter and researching like for your initial videos Reddit mm. and stuff or the meningitis Facebook group and mm. whatnot is that something you would you know help say this, this is a good help to get you started or? yeah definitely start showing the video around I mean the hardest thing is just getting going isn't it yeah the hard but the you know the real crux of it is the idea you've got to try and nail the idea that's the most important thing mm. and it's okay if you don't nail it straight away you've got to keep progressing it but the classic thing um, is that the common thing, and I'm not, the thing is it's easy to sit here from a channel that I feel like it's exceeded my expectations to then say, oh guys, pull yourselves together. This yeah. is how you do it. It's really easy. And it's like, yeah, but I kind of had it on the plate, right? There was like, it was a profession that people are interested in. And I looked at medical TV shows, ain't some kind of rocket science here. That's yeah. it. And then I and then you kind of feel like you've got the authority to tell everyone who's, you know, want to start a channel. Guys, don't do that. Do this. Like you become authority. But I'm sure there's the thing that advice I would give to myself would be, you know, you've you just gotta feel put your mindset in the audience. So I was once the audience, I was someone that was wanting to learn about medicine, loved these shows, wanted to get into med school, and I would have loved to hear someone talk mm. about it in a positive, entertaining, engaging way of their experiences in medicine. So and you're almost saying kind of flip your mindset of what would I search for online? Definitely. Yeah. That's got to be it. Like, what would you watch? Like, and you know, the answer may be, well, I watch these YouTubers at the moment. Well, they already exist. Yeah. So what do you want to watch that isn't there? Yeah. And that that's the way to do it. Yeah, I, ju I just think the reason I ask that question, I always think there's a massive gap between, there's obviously a lot of channels on YouTube which are education about growing a channel. Da, da, da. Mm. I always think there's a massive gap between when you're at the baseline, basically, of like mm. the 100 subscribers, 200 subscribers of how to get noticed, essentially. And, right. And I think, like you said earlier, with going on Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that and thinking about what you would search for are the key elements to help you along. Do you know what, mate? You've got a really good point because if you've got 200, 300, 1,000 subs, that is, you've demonstrated an audience there, haven't you? Yeah. But you're right. How do, YouTube isn't going to push those videos forward though. Yeah, you're, They're st gonna, you're still lost in the mix. Yeah. Like. They're going to push the more 20,000, 30,000 yeah. subs. So you're right. You need to know that is a real key question yeah i know there's not like a specific no. step by step 10 mm. 10 step process so it's yeah it's the the, the simple fact again, to kind of keep going back to it that you said originally that you use twitter and you, mm. you use that bit of extra thing rather than just putting it up to mm. push that momentum is a massive thing yeah um, but i would people. say that i think those yeah those things definitely help but it was only when i got the video right 
that yeah. then they had the traction. Do you know what I mean? So still, still got the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my early content, no matter how much I pushed, I think would have had that little kind of growth. Yeah. But it was only when I got the content right was when I put it on Twitter when I put it on, um, yeah, Reddit and stuff was when people were like, "Cool." Yeah, I was just going to talk about because you've grown pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. How long has it been? Like ten months, maybe. I think it really took off January. January. So, so yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I was like, so six nine, months? Nine, ten months, yeah. I've completely lost so track you, of time. Did you, did you have any point in that where, I've had it a couple of times with some channels that I've done mm. where you kind of get the nice wave of starting the new channel, the excitement, mm. and then it drops off because it's not gone the way you want, but then mm. people say you always need to push through that and you'll come out the other side. Did you ever have that or has it been a kind of constant incline of enjoyment? <laughs> <laughs> it's not been a constant incline of enjoyment. I think it's maybe too early to Still suggest think that. You I might st- have that. That's well, very definitely. But also, I kind of have a lot of people say, "Oh, you're the kind of a YouTuber or whatnot," and it, I just feel feel like that's what I don't feel like YouTuber. Mm. Like we were chatting earlier, but there was a chap, um, a, like really good channel that I like, who's got like ten, twenty thousand subscribers, and I just tweeted him about something. And he's like, oh, it's good to have a big YouTuber yeah. giving me a like, shout out. I was like, who's that? Who'd you get a shout out from? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's me. No, I, yeah. so I don't feel like I've kind of even, I feel like I'm still reaching still for something. Yeah, I'm still, no, like I have so many ideas that I want to do with a channel. Um, and it's also about holding me back. So like I say to some of my mates, I was like, I'm going to do a video on this, a video on this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people like the reviews they're really good just keep doing the reviews and like i know (laughs) yeah and i like i know people like the reviews i like doing the reviews but i this is a good idea isn't it and they're like yeah it's a good idea but you should do the review so my plan uh i'd need to just focus on what um it's not all about what people like because i enjoy it as well and if i didn't enjoy it i wouldn't do it yeah but i think naturally i'm always trying to think of like the next thing do the next thing um so that's just kept me going I, I, and I've tried to not look at the stats. Do you think that's a key thing? Yes, for me, it depends what type of person I you always, are. I always think in the early days, well, you want to, but it's a pointless exercise it because... Is. You haven't got enough videos, you need yeah. to get on it. Like my partner manager, <laughs> la di da. Yeah. So when, uh, when I think you hit 10,000 or, well, it might be more, yeah. but anyway, they, you get the option to chat to someone at YouTube and discuss problems, stuff like that. And she was like, oh, how do you use the analytics? And I was like, no more analytics for me. Yeah. Can't do it. Too much of a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't give him all the sweets. He'll just eat them all. Yeah. Like I just used to go trawling through the analytics, like figuring out loads of stuff. I'm making TV medical show reviews why don't I just make another one yeah. instead of spending four hours figuring out which part of the world watches at what time yeah. and then in what way. So I published the video then. So I had to stop doing that, I think. And you're right, the early kind of YouTubers, I think in certainly in some of the forums that I look at, say, oh, what about this stat? What about this stat? And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just make, a, make your video a good video. And I think I've always kind of done that, but when I sort of saw how good the analytics are, yeah, they're freaking amazing. Yeah. I mean, you can, the, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, is this like a trial version? 
Like, do I have to then pay for this to go forward? Yeah. But no, you can find out everything. And, and that's not necessarily what you need yeah. to be to carry on. So just fi- finalise this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the classic 10 quick questions. Come on then. <laughs> really, How quick really do I need bad. to answer? Really because, like first thing comes to Because you know what? On my channel, like one of the biggest things I get, he talks too much. Okay. Which is probably yeah. going to be evident in this thing. <laughs> but that's what people say. And so, but again... I, so most of these are either or. So. Okay, fine, fine, so, fine, 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 fine. But okay. the first one is what camera do you use? I use two cameras. Okay. So I use the Lumix, Panasonic Lumix GH4. Really like it. See, you say I'm now expanding on it. Yeah. I've recently got the Logitech C220 for the live stream. Yeah. That's been pretty cool. Um, and also have a Canon SL2 for out and about, but obviously none of my videos have really used that, but it's, I would say the GH4. GH4. Yeah. What one person on YouTube do you want to collaborate with? Tough question. It's a tough question, but I would love, and as a joke actually, someone said to me at work, because when I first started doing the YouTube, everyone would say, Ed, why are you doing that? It's that thing, like, first of all, they ignore you, then laugh at you, then they want to be yeah, you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what order it is, but certainly that was the last one. Um, and at first, yeah, a lot of people would sort of laugh. And obviously, I called my channel Sick Note, so they'd be like, Oi, Sick Note! <laughs> and all the patients thought I'm always off. Sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as a joke, someone said, why are you doing this, Ed? I go, well, because I want to appear on Geek and Sundry, okay. Game the Game, which is like a board gaming show. I was like, why are you doing the YouTube? I was like, because I want to appear on Game the Game, that's why. So it, there's a medical game on that. I was going to say, that is the classic collaboration, isn't I'm it? I'm all over it. And then you review it as well. <laughs> then I review the game. Okay, so for your channel, Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. You prefer Instagram? Yeah. Oh, okay, because you're quite on Twitter. You post quite a bit. Don't you? Uh, sometimes, but it's mainly I took an early decision that it is YouTube. It's a YouTube channel, so everything needs to point to the YouTube. Yeah. So it's very much a supporting thing. I know, and I don't know how I feel about the kind of pure Instagram doctoring thing. A lot of doctors do it, and I personally don't know how appropriate it is to post stuff while you're on the job like you're supposed to be doing a medical thing and i know it's like literally just a five second like oh i'm just gonna show Excuse oh i have this patient <laughs> this morally well wrong. certainly there are rules against that you'd get put off that it certainly just doesn't fit me and i wouldn't yeah. say anyone else how to do it because you know when i'm working it's it is a different side of me it's a serious side and i want to just focus on it even if it's like oh, i'm just having a toilet break you know go for a coffee oh, i'm having a coffee on the job i like my mind is on the job mm. like i don't it's not something that i can can take out of stuff but so the instagram is purely like oh, i'm making this video today um here's a shot of this or yeah um, and it's just kind of i like to show that there is a bit more of a life outside of medicine obviously i don't show my life outside of medicine really but i think instagram i think is more of i like the visual aspect of it people can get stuff a bit quicker than sort of reading the tweets yeah. cool um you've kind of answered this one and i yep. the answer but we'll go for it hit me uh po- having a posting schedule or just when you feel like it? i have done a posting schedule it worked well for me at the time but i don't 
think it's going to work well given what I do. Okay. Um, we've talked about analytics in YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of programs out there. So TubeBuddy or VidIQ, what do you use? I don't use either of them. You don't use either. If you did no. use one, what would you use? You're never going to get a branding deal with them. <laughs> it comes back to the analytics, mate. You you just prefer general YouTube because or it, not at all? I think it's maybe my ad background in the terms of sometimes you've got to just have faith in what you're doing. You can have all the numbers, all the market research, but they don't tell you what a good video is. And ultimately, from the ad background, we'd often sell ideas that oh, people want this. It's like, that's what they say they want, but why don't we try this? Mm. So I think I'm much more about trying to do a good video. I'm just leaving it to the side. Sorry about that. No, no, it's fine. I won't get those sponsorship deals. Yeah, you're done. You're done <laughs> in the water. Um, Favourite YouTuber? doesn't have to be medical or you said about the gaming channel yeah so my favorite so i guess favorite are the ones who I are you obsessed with like who, who do i watch? every day you hope they post the channel you know um sharp and sit down it's like a board game channel they those are they are hilarious and actually kind of one of the principles that i took from my channel came off them okay. because they were saying that when they decided to do board games all the reviews were very dry and analytical and they said they wanted to make it like top gear and i was like how what and they said well because top gear you know they don't like cars but they can watch top gear so they were like why don't we do that for board games like make great fun videos about games and in a way i guess that's kind of what i'm doing for medicine yeah, right definitely. so it's like people don't need to be doctors or medicines or, or you know to watch the videos it's primarily a good video and then appeals to the audience yeah Cool. Uh, one thing you couldn't live without when creating YouTube videos, apart from your camera. One thing. So what's one, one I tell you what's really good is the white balance card. Okay. Something we definitely didn't use today. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it looks so bizarre. That's why so, you've got fifty thousand. <laughs> it's all about. Can we go back? One yeah. tip. The thing. The white card. That's something that I use all the time. I don't know if it's just a GH4 thing, but the white balance is terrible. Okay. So a little card flash up done in back in the backpack unsung hero excellent that's a, that's a good one because i didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> i didn't expect me to say that <laughs> um now it's getting kind of serious okay if good. you only had to mm. watch one bo box set for the rest of your life scrubs or house oh oh that is a great question <laughs> can i say before medical school i loved house I watched every yeah. single one to the point where my friends would take the mickey out of me, like, you just want to go to med school to be like House, and I can't really argue with them that much. <laughs> yeah. And I was a fan of Scrubs, but I stopped watching it for some reason. So I hadn't seen the latter part. So when I've gone back to the episodes, they haven't been as familiar. It changed quite a bit Scrubs, though, didn't it? it I felt like in the later seasons, mm. it didn't feel the same. Right. That's, that's just my point of view. But I think the very last season is kind of kind of like the prequels from Star Wars. People kind of think that never happened because it's <laughs> yeah. like a bit of a weird yeah. one. Um, I would say, oh, mate, they're both so good. They're both so good. I have enjoyed watching the Scrubs more now. Okay. But I had, the house is such a big part of before I went into medicine, so I'd say house. house. Okay. And the last one, because mm. you are a doctor. Sure. We're going to talk can you, about can we, I thought you were going to say, can you take a look at this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had this, yeah. Um, got, Get on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got to talk about junk food. Favourite pizza topping. Oh, the pizza topping. 
I am, I don't have the best diet. As a doctor. Yes, you could probably expect because we eat a lot of fast food. Yeah. We definitely you know, didn't have fish and chips. Just yeah, chips. we have just gone fish and chips. I go with, I like hot and spicy stuff. On pizza. Yeah, so I generally go with like the sort of chili, tomato-y sort of base things. You know, in Pizza Express, they have a sponsorship deal. You know, in Pizza Express, it's called the Etna, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of like hot um, sort of meat, sausage stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Mate, smash it out. Cool. So that is it. Is that you, it? You've passed the test. Woo! You can look straight in the camera and yeah. tell everyone about your channel, what you're doing, what you're up to, what the plans are. So, yeah, so my name's Ed, I'm a junior doctor in the UK and I have a channel explaining medical things in simple terms. 